0: Your need to know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's On Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. Now, here's your host, Sandy Max.
1: Earlier this week on What's On Tap on WTMJ, I announced the premiere of a new Milwaukee PBS documentary, Remembering the Great Circus Parade. Since then, I have heard from a lot of people who have fond memories of seeing the parade and even being in the parade. One of those folks who immediately got excited at hearing the words, Great Circus Parade, is my good Karma Brands teammate, Jared Yuhan. He grew up watching the parade right from the reviewing stand for years because his grandfather, Robert Goldstein, instead of being the ringmaster for a circus, he was the head of communications For the Great Circus Parade every year, Jared's whole family would watch the parade while his grandfather was responsible for directing the timing and traffic of all the parade participants, those wagons, the bands, everything, while in constant touch. With the true master of ceremonies behind the scenes, Ben Barkin, consider this a bit of an audio family scrapbook of what the Great Circus Parade has meant to Jared Johan's family and to the state of Wisconsin.
0: Jared Johan, the Great Circus Parade has been kind of on my mom's side of the family uh, since it first started. Uh, Of course, the first one being in 1963, so was raised going to it. My mom obviously went to everyone um, from 63 till the end. Um, <laughs> An and,
1: annual tradition. And uh, you've got a big th- smile on your face as you even talk about this.
0: Yeah, because it was something that, you know, as as a kid, you look back on as your seven-year-old self and it's, you know, 88 degrees and humid and you're like, gosh, this is, this is taking four hours. Well, little did I know at the time that my grandfather was the head of communications and part of the reason the day was long, at least for me, was... It started early and, you know, he had to be there at 6 a.m. to set up. So it was just, it was a long day sometimes. And uh, looking back, I wish I could have reversed back and said, gosh, I, you know, take that all in. Because obviously those those days are, are, are long gone now.
1: What was your grandfather's responsibility? That sounds like a huge job, director of communications.
0: Yeah, so... Um and I've got some notes here that my that my mother sent to me, so I'm just gonna kind of read off from there a little bit. But yeah, my, my mom's first parade was in was in '63. I'm 43. I was born '81, so wasn't quite there yet. But um, my mom was one of five siblings, and yeah, she would get up and and, and get to Milwaukee at, at downtown at, at 6 a.m. as the director of communications. They they had a roped off area next to the reviewing stand, and it was for. All of my grandfather's, you know, radio equipment, um he carried, you know, large walkie talkies on his belt. The equipment was all large. There was no internet. There was, it was no big,
1: yeah. We joke around about those cell phones that are the size of a brick, but he had the real deal communication in the
0: seventies and eighties. There was no microchips. There was nothing like that. <laughs> um within the roped off area, my, my grandmother, uh my, my my grandpa's, you know, wife Sharon. I uh, had to corral all the kids and there were there were 4 kids and eventually 5 uh that they have um and they had kind of this large blue Coca-Cola metal container that they filled with snacks and even formula sometimes and drinks because they were they were all going there as well and my we grandpa, know the
1: people now will take their lawn chairs and camp out the night before. Yeah. And this is an event that eight hundred thousand people would go to on the streets of Milwaukee. So you gotta figure people were camping out, getting their space and yeah, your grandma's smart. Yeah packing packing the cooler To keep all the kids entertained and hydrated throughout that hot summer day.
0: (laughs) And I I didn't know. I mean, at one point, you know, PBS had it on national TV. You know, so my grandpa, he was in charge of the people that were stationed at the the holding area where the where the parade started. The first aid stations at various junctions along the route and, you know, where the parade would end up completing. uh, Chappy Fox and and Ben Barkin, especially Ben Barkin, uh, they required an update for everything. Did it start okay? Was it moving too fast? Was it moving too slow? Why is there a gap between different circus wagons or bands or horses or whatever? So your
1: Uh, grandfather was in direct contact with the two creators and organizers of the parade constantly throughout the day.
0: At all times. It got to the point, too, where my grandma one year gave Ben Barkin, uh, you know, shrimp cocktail that she had on ice. It came to the point now where Ben was asking every year, where's the shrimp? So that... (laughs) That was that. that was almost. He looked
1: forward to your grandma's shrimp cocktail. I like that. (laughs) Um,
0: My mom got to ride too on the on the train a couple of times. You know, watching and waving to all the onlookers. This is the train coming, of course, from Baraboo to Milwaukee, which kind of became this spectacle of a steam engine. You know, pulling all these beautiful wagons and animals passing, you know, kind of before everybody's eyes on the way from Baraboo Inn.
1: And that is part of the Remembering the Great Circus Parade documentary, showing this train and the wail of the steam engine and truly... The hundreds of people who would be at each of the train stations waving and, and excited to see the circus train come through.
0: Yeah, and it was a big part of what the sponsors got to do. You know, as, as, as someone that works in the, you know, with the Brewers Radio Network now, a lot of our sponsors expect tickets to games and hospitality and kind of things you can't buy on the internet. Well, you sure as heck couldn't buy tickets to be on this train to go from Baraboo to Wisconsin or to Milwaukee, but these were experiences that the sponsors got an opportunity to do and ride along with with, which was just amazing because every overpass you were going by, every, every crossing, there were people lined up and, and wanting to see this really cool thing that you would just never see. Most trains are boring looking as they go through. This had all the colorful wagons and the animals and everything coming from, you know, Baraboo, where the Ringling Brothers spent their summers way back in the day. Of course, they were in Florida in the wintertime. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the home base for circuses uh, at, at, at one point in the United States. That's so, a
1: part of history. Yeah. So your grandmother got to be on there and, and wave.
0: My grandma did. My, my mom first wrote it in 1994, so she got a chance to go on as well safety protocols though were definitely not what they are today as one of the times she was riding the sides of this tram was open and and she fell off and oh. then was fine but it had just started and then she 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 got the treatment at, at the first aid and got back on and she really said that the magic for her happened at the lakefront where everything was displayed and the circus tents were up with with all the performances and things like that because the circus literally was coming to town and um My my grandpa was there set up, too, with all of his equipment because um, the the U.S. Air Force had the Thunderbirds that were performing in those days as well. Uh, And it was just a a complete spectacle with, you know, Thunderbirds performing and the circus going on. My mom was in complete uh, heaven. That's a lot of
1: overstimulation.
0: (laughs) Easily. Yes. It's, It's something that my middle brother, Kyle. Uh, really started getting into because he he would go and every year we got to meet, you know, Ernest Borgnine and we have our pictures taken with him over the years. Every single year he would stop uh, either before the parade started or he would have his wagon stop, get off and have pictures taken with us at the reviewing stand because they know that's where. Fox and Barkin were watching the the parade so if it was the 40 horse hitch stopping in front and slowly backing up uh, or if it was just Borg Nine coming over for a picture they knew that was important. Well, my brother really got into that and said, "Mom, I want to dress up as a clown and go next year." So at first my you know I'm going to kind of just read off here, but Kyle, my middle brother, he started getting into it and wanted my mom to dress him up as a clown. We still had the roped-off area next to the reviewing stand, and we got to know the same clowns as they were always assigned to this location. <laughs> I threw together whatever I could. This is my mom talking uh, that she had in a costume box in the basement, and Kyle had bubbles to blow to kids at the reviewing area. So the following year, uh, Orbit was born. So Kyle dressed up as this kind of multi-planet outer space type clown. Um, and that's the name that he chose. So she found planet, solar system, fabric, and weaved it together. And one year, Kyle's, uh, you know, kind of allergies were acting up, and uh, you can't have a stuffy nose in full clown regalia. So uh, we gave him half a dose of Benadryl, and off he went, and and still performed, performed in, in air quotes he was uh, a at the reviewing clown. stand. Spacey yes. sure. <laughs> So And then my my smallest brother, Alex, wanted to get in on it as well. Uh, so Dusty was born. Uh, that's his clown. I just went and put on the red nose. That's all you got out of me. But the other brothers fun, really got into it. What a fun, creative
1: expression. Ernest Borgnine inspired your brothers to come up with these colorful personalities and be part of the history and the spectacle and all that was happening with the Great Circus Parade, they became a part of it. They, they, I they really it. did,
0: and and Ernie and Tova Borgnine were always lovely, and they made a point of, of stopping there and to shake hands with Ben Barkin and um you know get photos with my my grandfather. And and as I mentioned to you, he has every single you know serial numbered, which they did, which are a collector's item. You know Great Circus Parade poster from the get go all the way through framed and, and hanging in, in, the, uh, in the walls of their house to this day.
1: What a collection.
0: Uh, yeah, it's impressive. And to see the artwork, I don't know if they chose a different artist every year. You might have more knowledge than that on me. But each one is unique to each year. They're, 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 they're completely different because these were the official posters that promoted the event. So every single one of these hours, too, that my grandpa was in charge of communication was a volunteer hour. Um my mom estimates that over the years over a thousand hours was 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 spent doing that. Um and it was all volunteer. As a matter of fact, they had a kind of a dinner for all of the sponsors for several years that my grandfather never attended until someone kind of spoke up and say, Hey, the, the, this this guy is like, you know, communicating with everybody at all times. He should be a part he of this. keeps so. it flowing. Yeah. So finally, he was invited to this dinner, hopefully, you know, to, to kind of show show respects for, for a guy that was literally doing this as a labor of love for the county, for the city and for the state, for that matter.
1: In the heat for at least 12 hours from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. when the street cleaners are going through and cleaning up all the The circus parade debris. Yes. (laughs) And on those hot summer days. Do you ever remember a day where it rained?
0: Oh uh, yes! Oh yeah! Okay. We, we had we had our umbrellas down there for, for for those days because you know we would sit just kind of on the street curb. We had a front row seat, but it was on a street curb, and I remember wanting to move the blanket out of the way because we don't want that to get wet and stuff like that too. My mom's last kind of sentence in her notes to me was because of my dad's and her grandfather's unfailing professionalism to everything he did. I have wonderful memories of the Great Circus Parade in Milwaukee that, for me, spanned uh, three generations. Uh, my grandfather was a you know Korean War veteran as well, so yeah, just uh, a complete hero in my eyes, and uh, you know one of the greatest humans I ever met. Um, Nice and everything that he that he did. But, you know, hearing your stuff on the radio, I was like, okay, I got to talk to Sandy about this because that was a big, big part of uh, of my childhood. Brothers got into it more than me as far as dressing up from from that standpoint. But uh, wish it was still going on today uh you know cuz that's certainly something that now i've got kids 6 and 13 that i would certainly take if you know if it was going on
1: yeah so. and the last parade was 2009 yeah so just missed it with the yeah. kids
0: my my eldest was born in 2010
1: so Aww. yeah, yeah. But, but i love that this brought up so many happy memories for you and i love i always say art brings people together and you and i have had such fun hearty conversations just because you're like hey i listened on the drive home and you know My grandpa. And so it was it's been very fun to share the joy and the history with you in these fun conversations. And you've spoken so fondly of your grandfather. And I think we just lit right into it. Would you please tell your grandfather's name?
0: Oh, yeah. Robert Goldstein. Everybody just called him Bob. Bob was uh, lived into his 90s. So lived a full life, a wonderful life. I would like to sign up for the 90s club. Uh so yeah, he he was a completely special special guy just uh you know had his heavenly birthday last month in February or it's the 29th so earlier this month. Robert Goldstein, uh Sharon Goldstein is uh his his wife. She's uh, my grandmother and she's still doing well at the age of 91. So
1: why do you think Bob continued to volunteer and go back every single
0: year? <clears throat> it's, it's a complete passion. Um, he had a passion uh, for, 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 for radio. He had a passion for the police department. He had a passion for the military. And most importantly, he had a passion for technology and communications. He had uh, some of the Milwaukee, you know, uh, he had a, he had this truck that had the the red and blue lights on it. The big police kind of truck that, that he would use from time to time for hauling stuff. He would use it so often that... Uh, and I'll, I'll check my facts on this, but Milwaukee, the county finally sold him the truck for a dollar. They said, here, just <laughs> you buy it. So for, for many years in the driveway of their home in Fox Point was this big Milwaukee police with, the, again, the, the, the red and blue lights on top of it uh, truck. And, and the neighbors would often ask, what the world is that? And uh, his entire basement had communications equipment lined up. Uh, in it, and um, it, it probably spawned well for, you know, one, one of his kids uh, went on to work for the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, Has sti- still still has been there. He's been there for over 30 years. We, uh, we just took our family to Washington last September. Uh, they had an open house at the CIA, and we left there with my son saying, yeah, I would like to work here someday. So it's just crazy how, uh, you know, the generations of communications and just making sure that, that things go right behind the scenes, not what you see, but the reason why people smiled and enjoyed going to these things was because of the tireless efforts of people like my grandpa, which is kind of the you know the unsung uh, heroes in in anything you, you watch um, that 's why I always kind of like you know watching a a sports program, and at the end of the year sometimes they show all the people that are behind an NFL broadcast because my God, we just sit there and have our popcorn and watch it, and uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes at all times on these things.
1: It's a crew behind yeah. the scenes for a parade. I always think of, like, the swan, who looks so graceful on the water, and it's those feet underneath that are, <laughs> that are making it all happen. Same deal.
0: <laughs> that was his. That was him, for sure.
1: And then, Jared, I want to ask you one more thing yeah. about the 40-horse hitch. You remembered as a kid that that really was something special to see these horses coming around the corner, but you were really impressed with one move that they always (laughs) did in front of the review stand.
0: All in unison, they would stop in front of the reviewing stand, and then they would all in unison back up slowly. Forty horses at a time would back up, and you've got to remember, there's a multi-ton wagon filled with people that are right on top of that wagon as well so and one person
1: directing yes those horses
0: if you add up well, the weight the of raise. the horses and the wagon it's an unimaginable amount and this entire thing backed up slowly i don't know how they did it because of just the way a horse harness is designed it's designed to pull something not to not to back into it I was young, but I was old enough to realize that's impressive. <laughs> that's a feat. That's a spectacle. That's something I've never seen before and I'll never see again. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was the highlight. I don't know exactly where that was in the parade. It was never at the beginning. It was usually not the, the last thing, probably kind of right, right right in the middle as we had our list of all of the different wagons that would come by and what their meanings were. So, yeah, just incredible.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your family's history as part of the Great Circus Parade, and I'm glad it gives you smiles and good memories.
0: It does, and I do want to say, this is unabated, you didn't uh, pay me to say this, nor do I care if this makes it on your podcast, but love listening to your show, and for someone that is totally into sports, like myself, do yourself a favor, if there's not a Brewers game or a Bucks game going on, tune in at six, because... I, what I think is great is your topics range so widely that if you listen here and there, you're gonna you're gonna latch onto something that you think, okay, that's cool. I hadn't heard that before. That's interesting information. So I just love how um, it's 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 a completely different flavor every single night, and you're really getting a deeper story with people that have you know made a difference both now and in the past in the city of Milwaukee and around the state for that matter.
1: Oh, so, Jared, yeah. thank yeah. you for the kind words about what's on tap. You make my heart happy. Happy to do it. The new Milwaukee PBS documentary, Remembering the Great Circus Parade, is available to stream on PBS Passport. You can hear more conversations from behind the scenes of that documentary with co-producer Joe Sankey in two podcasts of What's on Tap. Find those fun conversations in the What's on Tap podcast section of WTMJ.com and wherever you like to get your podcasts. If you have memories of the Great Circus Parade that you would like to share, email me. Sandy at WTMJ.com. That's S-A-N-D-Y at WTMJ.com. I am Sandy Max. Thank you for listening, and please join me weeknights at 6 for What's on Tap on WTMJ.